0: It's Monday the 27th of February, 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 it's <laughs> it's so February, 2012, it's 7pm, that makes it audio podcast time, audio podcast time, Yay! Yay! we're on show number 48 and
1: its title is Preludes No Fugues, that's 48 Preludes
2: and No Fugues, oh
1: sorry, I get it, no, no, I don't get yeah. that show. is that some kind of, sorry, I just not get that,
2: yeah sorry that was a terrible muso joke, terrible muso joke. Fair enough. Well, we're
1: not. Um, we we're, <laughs> we're joined today by Dan Stowell.
3: Hello, Dan. Hello there. Oh, did you get that joke? I have not a single clue. No, just sorry.
2: sorry. I'm really on my own there. Um, I apologize. Sorry, universe.
0: <laughs> Triumph not. <laughs> Dan, can you tell us when the Superglider Symposium is?
3: Yeah, well, it's in the middle of April. So it's um, April the 12th to the 19th, and it's in London, various various venues around London. So um, well, I, I suppose, <clears throat> is it the people around here know Super Collider? Is this something that's obvious? Or should I say a bit about Super Collider? I think
1: on one hand, it's obvious, but I think it's also worth going over. Why not?
3: Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, <clears throat> SuperCollider is, you know, it's a it's a pr- programming language for sound and music, and I use it a lot. Uh, and in fact, well, actually, yeah. I mean, over the past few years, it's sort of it was the thing that I ended up kind of using to do my whole PhD. Anyway, anyway. So, um, so I kind of got involved in the SuperCollider community, and there's a, there's a SuperCollider symposium where people get together say every one or two years and um, it's just organized in different places every time so what we did was we decided we would bring it to London and it's gonna be this April and uh, tickets are available now and we've got some amazing stuff lined up and it's brilliant it's great organizing something like this because there is well what is? okay four or five concerts including the warm-up gig and I'm just amazed about all of them.
1: Yeah, on, on the concert. So you've got a live algorithms concert, a live coding evening, lecture acoustic concert. And then the one that got my eye was the Super Collider Club audiovisual extravaganza.
3: Yeah. OK, <laughs> well, there's uh, yeah, this is that, that's going to be the club night to kind of round the whole thing off. And it, it's wicked, you know, one of one the things because I'm into, well, I'm into all sorts of music, but, you know, I, I like to make sort of beaty music. And when you get into kind of uh, unusual programming languages and environments for sound, there's a lot of, <clears throat> well, you know, there's a lot of people doing avant-garde stuff and ambient stuff and noise stuff, and that's all good. But I really, I'm really impressed by some of the beats that people can make in SuperCollider. So uh, there is actually, well, there's a headliner who I can't quite tell you just yet, but um, some of the things that are going on, there's. Uh, TimeBlind, uh, a <clears throat> brilliant fellow who does some really nice stuff, who he played at the original symposium, I think. Anyway, uh, so he's coming over from Berlin to do a set for us. And audiovisually, there is um, Frederick Olofsson, who is a performer who, well, last year in Berlin, no, year before last in Berlin, he did this amazing performance where he was... Uh he was kind of doing he was standing in front of a projector screen <clears throat> and so he was being projected onto and there was the screen behind him and he did this thing where you know he was integrated with what was happening on the screen and it was just this audio visual kind of story that he was involved in. <clears throat> and that was fantastic. Anyway, he's gonna do the sequel to that. Uh so I, I don't know what's involved, but it's gonna be projection and sound and music and yeah, it's gonna be fascinating. Awesome. Yeah, uh, and the other other one we've got um, the uh, the the keynote speaker is someone called Takeko Akimatsu, who uh, she's coming over from Japan, and she does performances under the name of Craft Wife, and so Craft Wife is a sort of um, female Japanese craftwork tribute kind of a thing, <laughs> <Anyway. clears throat> and so that's audiovisual. I really like the look of
2: um, Benoit Lib and the Mandelbros. That's that's a great title. Something on the Tuesday morning. I, I don't know what it is, I just like the title. The title is great.
1: Yeah, that's a, um, that's a laptop ensemble, that one. No? Oh
2: really? I, yeah. Excellent.
3: Which one are you on about? Uh,
2: Benoit Lib and the Mandelbros.
3: Oh yeah, they're on the Sunday evening, yeah. So. Oh, okay. um, Oh, oh, sorry, uh, Benoit Lib and the Mandelbrotts is actually the name of their talk. They're just um, kind of playing with you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the, na- the name of the band is Benoit and the Mandelbrots, and they're performing on Sunday night, and so they're going to, they're a four-piece uh, live coding ensemble, uh, and they're pretty cool, so they're playing on Sunday night, and then uh, the, the thing that you found on Tuesday morning is them talking about their setup, essentially.
0: Ah, yeah. So, could you tell us a, a little bit more about the conference, which so is happening is nice on the Monday and Tuesday?
3: Yeah, and the Wednesday. Yeah, this is the um, this is the nice thing about it. It's not just concerts, even though I'm very excited about the concerts. Um, there's workshops on Saturday, Sunday for people to learn stuff, and then the conference is on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and that's like that's just you know a conference with uh, people such as the people I've already mentioned, you know, talking about the setups that they use and, um, well, what else, you know, sort of compositional techniques and new bits of sort of super collider libraries that they they are releasing, stuff like that. So I'm trying to think if I can think of some highlights from that one. Um, Is yeah, so go on.
1: On the, on the first item, I don't know whether, we, whether they're playing with us again or whether it's actually a typo. Um, I, I hope they're playing with us actually, but sonifying the weavers um, for, Thought for Magnuson talking about that. Is that, is that a typo? Is that or is that is weavers just a word that's kind of lost on me?
3: Ah, uh, weavers, weavers is a strange little thing. Uh, yeah, weavers without the E, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that is if you go to I can't remember now, I think it's weavers.org. Anyway, it's um, it is a thing where you can kind of create um. An internet sort of personality, a sort of automated personality. You go in and you give you you create a sort of character, and the character has preferences and tastes and sort of uh, emotional dispositions. And then what happens is this character goes away and starts blogging and <laughs> tweeting <laughs> and checking in on Foursquare and all this stuff. And and it's. Um, it's kind of strange. I, I, I had to go with it, and and well, actually, yeah, yeah. It is. So we had to go with it, and and you know, set these things up. And it's it's weird because you give it this kind of seed of what of essentially what, you know, what kind of a personality you want it to have, but then it's it really is beyond your control. You've got this this blog where it's it's you know it's checking into different places around, and find, reading books and <laughs> posting all kinds of random stuff. It's. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So the the thing that's happening with Thor, the thing that Thor is talking about, is he's used super collider to give some kind of audible dimension to those personalities. So it's kind of um, it's kind of like a server side system where I think I, I think one of the things it does is whistles. So you know, uh, <laughs> if, if your character is I don't know I don't know if they have to be bored or if they're just sort of passing the time, but um, they will whistle. <laughs> And then you can hear the
0: whistling uh, over the web.
1: That's fantastic.
0: (laughs) So um, I noticed that as well as Thor presenting that, he's also doing a workshop as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. uh, Thor is a uh, um, a noble member of the super collider scene. You know, he he's he's got this thing that is uh, that he made, which is called Ixilang, and Ixilang is based on top of super collider, and that's uh, it's kind of a language. The live coding that kind of um, <clears throat> I suppose is kind of aimed at uh, beginners. Anyway, so, so one of the things he's, he's doing is he's leading a workshop uh, showing people how to use this this little sort of language within a language to do a kind of accessible live coding. Yep, and then he's uh, I think he's performing with it on the
0: same day or the day after. Cool. Cool stuff. So could you say a little bit more about the workshops that are running?
3: Yeah, th- those are at Goldsmiths. So this is on Saturday and Sunday, <clears throat> and these are uh, well it's for for all sorts of um, well, I don't know, a mixture of beginners and intermediate and some advanced topics. But they're half day courses, and they are tenor each, and they're all running at Goldsmiths. And so if you're if you're new to super collider, some of the some of the Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon workshops are like fairly uh, accessible and. Uh, it's a really good chance because, you know, we've got people <clears throat> people coming to London you know, for the symposium, and so they're teaching these workshops so it's like a real concentration of super collider experts uh, and that's brilliant. and I can't quite remember what is in the workshops let me just have a look on the web, haha <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I told you about Thor's thing, there's uh, oh, on the Sunday there's a lot of um, kind of uh, Interfacing sort of things. So there's one which is Super Collider AU, which is Gerard Roma uh, has created this this thing where within audio units, which you might know is a sort of Mac um, uh, audio processing API. It's a little bit like VST. Uh, anyway, so you can have SuperCollider inside an audio unit. So Gerard Roma is going to teach people how to do that, and there's stuff about um, tangible interfaces and connecting it with hardware uh, and a special session about working with super collider and live instruments together so you know that's another thing that's brilliant about these kind of systems is that you can you know you can take input from weird interfaces or live musicians or a weather station you know so so there's some interesting stuff going on there cool So the workshops, yep, they're at Tenor each, and they're at, um, they're at Goldsmiths in South London, and yep, you can sign up now. And uh, tickets are going pretty quickly for those, because they're fairly limited. So anyone who's listening and wants to, uh, fancies it,
0: should probably get a ticket. Cool. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about uh, getting tickets, um, how about tickets for the rest of the events, where can people get them from?
3: Okay, well, that's from the website as well. So the website is sc2012.org.uk. And you can just click on tickets and buy yourself a ticket. And tickets for the full week are. Well, actually, the um, we're recording this now on. Bluebird tickets. But even if not, then um, they go up just to. Uh, £110 or £80, so that's for the full week thing. So even after the early bird deadline, it's not too bad, but uh, yeah, you know, we want people to buy tickets by the early bird deadline, save themselves some money. Mm. But anyway, yeah, so it's sc2012.org.uk, and yeah, there's some videos on there and everything. There
1: is, and there's one other thing we haven't mentioned, there's there's um, um SC Art. We've got a, quite a list of artists with, mm. at the art
3: pavilion. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's going to be running all through. There's a there's a, um, an art exhibition, sound art exhibition, that we're setting up in uh, a small uh, gallery uh, in the east of, east of London, um, which is called the Art Pavilion. And I remember, there's about 10 or 12 different artists who are going to be showing pieces in there. And one of the things that I like about what we're doing there is we're not just doing stuff inside the art pavilion because it is in it is in uh park so it's actually a little gallery inside a park and two of the pieces we're going to do are outside so this is actually quite brave since it's going to be in london in april Um, so you know for uh, (laughs) we're actually going to be Forcing people outside to uh, stand in the rain, and <laughs> maybe, uh, and 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 uh, there'll be two artworks outside, sort of making use of the really interesting space that we got out there in the park.
0: And one, one other thing we haven't mentioned is the competition. Mm.
3: Yep. The remix competition. This is our. Well yeah this is quite uh, interesting there is um uh, well okay may, i mean i don't know maybe uh, maybe you've mentioned it before there is a uh, a record label Yeah we did mention it yeah. no i mean sorry uh, the record label called called cord punch i don't okay. know if you've mentioned it but they um, it's a it's a little record label that is uh, it's about kind of algorithmic music anyway and so there's an artist on Chord punch called Kitty Lestep, who, um, is a, that's kind of generative, kind of dubstepy sort of stuff. Anyway, so what's happened is, we've got the uh, the source code for this generative algo step, and we're asking people <laughs> to remix it, and even better than that, uh, Nick Collins, who, uh, who who's uh, who, uh, who works at University of Sussex and does a lot of interesting computer music stuff, Nick Collins has built some algorithms which are going to be the judges. So we're going to have algorithmic re- well remixes of algorithmic source code music that are going to generate music and then have it. Evaluated by algorithms. So, you know, this is the future. This is music (laughs) made by computers for computers. (laughs) And uh, Novation have very kindly given us some launch pads to give away to the winners. So, there is a real world prize. It's not just uh, uh,
0: RAM. That's brilliant, brilliant stuff. On a related note, I have, I've just checked my records, actually, and we, we do have an outstanding... Uh, we, we are in the process of arranging a, an interview with the Cord Punch team, actually. Cool, so, yes. So they're going to yeah, be on probably in a couple great. of weeks' time. Mm. Yeah.
1: Hopefully, when, when, is the, um, when does the competition close?
3: The competition closes 1st of April, so um, I think there's plenty of time to get in there. So if you go to sc2012.org.uk, then there is a button for the competition. And, um, yeah, you can download you can download the source code and remix it. Or if you're not much of a super collider kind of a person, you can download the audio and remix that instead. That's a little bit more traditional, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but yeah, Chord Punch, are, they're, they're really nice people. And I may as well mention we've got um, an EP just out today on Chord Punch um, with a track by me on it. So they're even better than uh, you thought they were. <laughs>
0: Cool. Well, obviously, um, all of uh, all of the links we've talked about so far will be up on the wiki, as always, at wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk Um, that's a nice way to go get them rather than try and type them as you as you listen to us. Speaking. So, um, that's an ne- that's an easy way to grab them. Um, has anybody mm. else got any other questions for Dan or? Um,
1: no. I mean, I'm I'm quite. We did, we did mention the remix competition, and at the time, I was intrigued by the what was meant by the algorithmic. Um, judges but that's been clarified now so and I'm hoping that our interview will be afterwards because I guess we couldn't really discuss the nature of how those algorithms are going to be judging ahead of the ahead of the competition I think. Now,
3: this is one of the things about it you know because um, I, I was kind of one of the main people organizing this thing and Nick Collins has sort of built these uh, judges and as far as I know he's kind of uh, I think it involves training them well, I don't know actually. I, he, he does kind of machine learning things, you know, so so that might be part of it. But but the, the kind of the magic thing is that I haven't got a clue how it's going to be evaluated. And, you know, <laughs> there are these mystery algorithms hidden away. Uh, and so even if I wanted to tell you how to win the Remix competition,
0: I wouldn't have a clue. Great stuff.
1: I- yeah, I look, I look forward to post-competition finding out more about this. It's fascinating. I think that there should be more computer music made by computers for computers. And Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we should definitely contact Nick and see if he's uh, willing to come on and discuss the... Uh adjudication process later on. Maybe fantastic. we
1: can get the um, algorithms on, speak to them.
0: Oh that'd be brilliant. They could approve or disapprove of our show. That'd be fantastic. They could, we could
1: su- submit one of the um, podcasts, see what they see see how the judges react to it.
0: Maybe we should do that
1: anyway. We should well Yeah, I mean what's what's the licensing on this material, I guess if it's been remixed, <laughs> are we allowed to play snippets of it in the show?
3: um yeah well the audio it's uh oh, it's under some kind of creative commons license i can't remember what
0: exactly
1: oh well we'll find out we'll find out and check it's the jet, and mm-hmm. maybe maybe run the super collider or something through oh, who knows
0: I, I, I was just thinking of submitting one of our shows just to the competition and see how it scores <laughs> okay.
1: right. well i was thinking the same thing i thought we should oh, at least include the raw material in there is, is it <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's fantastic that's fantastic stuff no um, can I just check? Um, I can't make the Super Collider Symposium. Can either of you guys? Unfortunately not.
1: I will be in Greece. The uh, middle of April is just—I can't get to London in those weeks.
0: So ah. the, the the audio podcast is potentially looking for some sort of roving reporter for this for us. I guess so. Maybe. Do we think? If if something if something could come together, that'd be great to be able to cover it.
1: Um, otherwise, we'll just be commenting on Twitter feeds or something. Mm which is not quite so exciting.
0: So if if you're a listener to the show, if you're a listener to the show and you're thinking of going to the SC Symposium, then it's probably worth sending us an email, I think. And we'll see what we can arrange because, you know, we'd be keen to have some coverage there. It'd be good to find out, a bit, have some first-hand coverage to come back for that. So, yeah, if you're listening to the show and you're thinking of going, send us an email and we're trying to see if we can come to some arrangement, perhaps. How does that sound, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good yeah. way. There we go. We're uh Bring them along. We're crowdsourcing our coverage. That's fantastic work. Cool. Well I think we should head into the rest of the um the, the rest of the show material for today. Um Dan, I don't know if you're planning on staying around or gonna bail out, but I'll say thank you very much for your for your time and your comment today. It's been it it's is. been thank great.
3: Thank you very much. I'm gonna I'll I'll make a cup of tea and I'll carry on listening and uh yeah, just uh all the
0: best. Cool. All right. Well, thank you. very much. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, yeah. Dan. So uh, that that was uh, Dan Stolwell just telling us about the Superclider Symposium, which is in London, UK, April 12th to 19th uh, this year. So it's pretty cool. If you're in a superclider, why not? And if you're not into superclider, always wanted to get started, well, maybe one of the workshops would be of interest as well for you. So there you go. Cool. Hi Scott and Sam, are you both okay? We didn't even say hi at the start. Yeah, we're both good. Can you still hear us okay? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good from there. So um, am cool. Shall we head awesome. into the we head up head into the news items? We we could. I've just noticed actually, um that I, I got
1: confused with the ordering of my tabs. I like to have things open, ready, you know, and I had I had a story up twice. I don't know what went wrong, except that it's in there twice, so maybe we maybe we'll cover it twice. I don't know.
0: Oh let's try like, and avoid I, covering it I twice. I found
1: it and put it in the plunder. I thought, well oh, this would be good plunder and then um Oh. It's it's also in the news because it did happen this week. So, it's, oh. we'll, let's, it's it's item number three. We'll 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 see how we go. We'll see how we go. Should we go for item number one, which is the um, volume shaper three? It's volume shaper three, indeed. No ordinary volume shaper. It's the third. the third it's one, and, and these are um,
0: Mac and Windows VST and AU and RTAS plugins. So um. Yeah, I'm saying this is cable c- cableguys.de. Um, I put it in because it just seems like a kind of, well, it's like a compressor and a gate. But it has a cool video. So I was like, it's a ah. cool illustration video. Cool example video of stuff. But yeah, you know, they go. So new in version 3, a precise oscilloscope for helpful visual control. Sweet.
2: I have to admit, I, I looked at this and I thought, what does this do that my DAW doesn't do? I, I guess I, it does some things faster and easier and is is more streamlined towards doing things. Yeah, it talks about doing ducking and gating effects and that, which I guess is nice to have. Maybe they have a more preset-based approach with with presumably the depth to, to do more with it. I don't know.
0: I think so. the the video was cool. That That's what really caught my attention. I was flicking through the notes and I was like, hey, that's a really cool video and that's something new. So let's mention it because it's a cool video. So... And it cool. is a cool video, I'm saying. Cool. Don't hit play right now, obviously. But, you know, it is a cool <laughs> video.
2: <laughs> I might hit play silently. Ooh. Just Silently watch it.
0: Very nice. Mm. Um, If you're um, talking about DAWs, if you're a Pro Tools user, um, the Pro Tools Preference and Database Helper has released version 2.5. Wow. Um, yep. This is how to fix Pro Tools when things go wrong.
2: <laughs> Wait, things go wrong in Pro
0: Tools? Yeah, unbelievable, isn't it?
2: Yeah, huh. But this is great. It's a great thing to have and a nice update.
0: Yeah, it's great to have a toolkit. Um, the update brings in support for Pro Tools 10. So if you're on Pro Tools 10 and you've been relying on it on previous versions, you can update now to version 2.5. Cool.
2: Maybe all programs should have this kind of um, perhaps and database helper. This, this seems like a great thing for, for complex audio programs.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: I'm just giving my, my general thumbs
0: up for the concept. Fair enough. Cool. Um, let's go on to the item that's there twice. I'm going to put it in the news, Sam, because it is this week. It is news, yeah. Fair enough. So let's go. Um,
1: on Create Digital Music, there was a story talking about apps on the app on the Mac App Store built with Mac Six. There, you go. that's 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 the, and and I think we all like this because it features Ollie Larkin quite heavily, and we like
0: Ollie Larkin. Yeah, we we and we that, yeah. But the the thing that is interesting here is that it it at one point you couldn't build a Max application, um, and distribute it via the App Store because of the way the application was built. But uh, Cycling have fixed that problem, and resolved it, so it is now possible to submit a Max MSP built application to the App Store for sale, like that. And so, do
2: I understand this correctly that it is because I don't have Max Six yet that it's possible to just output your Max um, patch? As a standalone, that will go straight onto the app store. There's no extra steps, nothing at all. It just outputs it as an app. Yes, indeed.
0: A, so, well, well, but not as a standalone. That's important because there is an app and a standalone. So it's the app, nah. not the standalone. Sorry. Yes. Oh, okay.
2: I, I was uh, I was not being careful with my terminology.
0: <laughs> Sam, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Well, because in Max Five the. The standalone that you create, I suppose, is the app a different option then is the standalone still working the same way as it always did? I, I believe I've, so yes I think I've missed the point i I might have missed the point here um but the problem with Max five exported applications technically standalones was that they wrote to parts of they wrote to the system preferences, which Apple don't let you do if you don't, if you want to put it through their app store then then that's not allowed no. But now they've remi- they've changed the way that they work so that it does work. And it was it was in fact Ollie Larkin that brought that to the attention of the Max community. We, I think he he's he's down in this in this article which we've linked to as as the one who
0: pointed that out on the forums.
2: <laughs>
1: we, I remember
0: I remember this happening. Yeah, yeah. We keep pestering Ollie to get him on the show. Actually, don't we? So we should try and pester him more to come yeah. on the show. I think we've managed to. He has agreed to come on the show, if i remember correctly. Yes, yeah, so it's just slowing yeah, him down. We we just have to fix them to a day now and get them on, so we'll get that sorted and get them on there. Because Ollie's involved in a couple of kind of cool projects, so we wanted to hear more about them. Yeah, cool. Shall we move on? Yeah, why not? Um, let's do the sound effects collection though first. I think. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, Wave Wave Alchemy have released them um, SF Collection Number Two, uh, two point one gigabytes of stunningly produced and innovatively processed special effects samples. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> yes. You gotta admit this is great. This is great kind of copywriting here. Fifty-four, no, fifty-five enormous collisions, sub-bombs, and multi-layered expressive impacts.
2: <laughs> expressive
1: they're,
0: impacts.
2: They're, they're definitely playing to a particular audience here. There's a, there's a demographic for this for sure.
1: Yeah, well, the audience they're playing to is um, Contact EXS twenty-four Halion and SFZ because
0: they're the um, patch. Is there. That's what's supported in the. Um... 68 apocalyptic slams, <laughs> epic crashes, and cinematic explosions.
2: <laughs> Wait, uh, let's not forget the hair raising ascents, falls, and descenders, including bottomless descents.
0: Nice.
2: Yeah, it's very exciting. I like it a lot.
0: Oh, it's great the way these things are named and listed. It's fantastic. It is. We were talking to the recorders
2: last week.
1: And um I didn't put it into the show actually. I could have put it in the plunder, but um he he's put a new video out, a teaser video on his Vimeo channel. Maybe I'll find a link to that. Did you, did I you really see this?
0: Oh it's, yeah, the um, gunshots. Oh no it's,
1: it's the ultimate destruction is what it is. And the video the first shot in the video is um a a dumper truck dumping a bucket full of old Macs. Fantastic. Yeah, and then other things get smashed and crashed, and there's bulldozers involved and things. Wow! Ultimate destruction. That's not what we're talking about here, but I'm gonna to have to add the link for that to to Wiki because I enjoyed it. That's awesome stuff. But that is what's missing there. You see, they've all got good names, but there's no photographs of how they've made it.
2: Yeah. Well, that's because some of these things. I mean, they have got 23 synthesized impacts and paranormal collisions. I mean, you can't you can't have photographs of paranormal collisions.
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, forgiven.
0: <laughs> so, shall we move on to our final news item?
1: Well, it's quite not quite as exciting as it. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it's just in a different vein.
0: Well, I, I just <laughs> thought we're likely to... This could be... We, You know, we might spend a little longer on this or we might not. So I just thought we'll put it at the okay. end so people know. Because it, it's... we're Well, it's kind of copyright related. So for some of our listeners, they probably stopped already. by then. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. The um, RIAA CEO um, wrote a piece in the New York Times, which you can go find, um, and received a whole mountain of responses to it, because it was quite a, quite inflammatory at times, this, his piece, and has responded to um, a lot of the comments that people left on the blog post um, on the RIAA blog. And I thought okay. it was kind of interesting. So um, it, it's worth reading, because... Um, you know what I mean? Like he really does try and well, as you would expect, he try he is defending, you know, the industry from his perspective and talks about things like how the um, you know, apparently fifty percent of the revenues now come from digital formats.
2: Which is fascinating considering they keep they tend to trash digital anytime they can and complain that they should be that they shouldn't have to. Uh never mind, I'm not getting into it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. Well, no, we we could if you want to hear. Um, something I did think was quite interesting was a, a statement he had about copyright. And um, and he, he the, the quote he put in there is that the real problem with copyright is not that it legally lasts seventy years, is that it actually lasts seven minutes.
2: And From I, the Richard Levine Times article.
0: Yeah, and and I thought that was actually very. Um, I thought that was very interesting because I. I guess that is, you know, if from the point of view of trying to enforce copyright to extract payment, then yes, the fact that it, you basically fail at that instantaneously, you know, it's available for free immediately, is actually the problem. And the 70-year element to it is, some people would say is politically problematic and philosophically problematic, but it, it is an in, I thought that was an interesting, an interesting kind of point that he had there.
1: yeah but you you can you can look at that either way i mean he's he's not advocating a it it it's actually it's actually not being kept in any significant way and so we may as well drop it he's not saying that they he doesn't seem to be saying let's explore other ways of dealing with this whole ip issue
0: yeah
2: and if anything, he's just trying to twist it around to say that Sopa, actor, Piper, all of those things which are currently dead in the water are really the way to go. It's,
0: yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. There we, well, you know, I thought it was, I, the thing that I really admired about this was the fact that he, you know, he wrote something. You sometimes wonder when you comment on something whether anybody does anything about those comments or even looks at them, and it's great to see that he's—you know—he's obviously read them and he's responded. He's he's responded back to them, which helps to give a much better, you know, a sense of dialogue between people and, you know, between elements in this. And I think that's a useful thing to Uh, to have in a way, sort of stuff. It's definitely
1: a step in the right direction for the world. This kind of thing, where you've got high-profile people not just writing in the, not just. Going through the main media channels and then leaving it at that, but actually
2: engaging via the Internet on its own terms. Yeah, it's it's interesting, though, how the the, the whole discourse is being framed here that there have been over the years, countless. Um, People who have asked Kerry Sherman and other members of the RIA to debate their stance and debate their policies and debate things with them. And they've generally been flat out refused. So for Sherman to turn around like this and say, oh, yeah, well, we're we're engaged in dialogue here. Yeah, in, in dialogue on their own turf, on their own terms, which they're quite happy to do. I don't know. This It just sounds like he's reframing the discussion in a way advantageous to himself, which I know is the nature of how these things work. It's just depressing. And the other part is that. Uh, oh no, actually I've lost it. Hang on, ignore that. Keep going.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll wait for you there. I was, I. Yeah, you know. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, there is a fantastic and extremely long article on TechDirt about this. Uh, okay. Which is. What's the word I'm looking for?
0: Um, useful to read?
2: Yes, it is very useful to read. Well, <laughs> if you want another another overview on it, that obviously is from the completely opposite ideological side, it's worth taking a read. Cool.
0: Perhaps we <laughs> could put that link into the show notes, Scott, if you've got it, so people. Oh, I'll, I'll put
2: that. it in now. Awesome stuff.
0: Cool. So, um, yep, that was the RAA, which I thought was cool. Shall we head into... Oh, that's all our news, because, oh yeah, we're running about time, about right on the show time here, so um, it's Plunder time. Arr. <laughs> Arr. for the Plunder. And we only have one item of Plunder, because we ended up having a news item in this Plunder twice, and then I took the third item of Plunder out, because I saw we had three, so we ended up with one. Yay. But that's okay, we have one for I'm gonna. Week. I'm going to... I'll add in the other one as a kind of Plunder slash links to the sound collection. Cool. Idea. Yeah. Good yeah. So um, the item of plunder I'd put in is um, uh, give, done by a gentleman called Gary Taylor, who's the audio director at SCE Creative Services, and it's um, entitled "Blessed." The, well, the blog is entitled "Blessed Are the Noisemakers," and the um, In Indeed, so oh. and it's all about uh, it's all about video games. So in this one here, it's um, all in the mix: the importance of real-time mixing in video games. So. I, I thought that was quite interesting. And what they're talking about here is the idea of how do you insert dialogue into the ongoing, ever present kind of soundscape immer- that's creating the immersive environment for a computer game. So mm. I thought that was, you know, it, it, it's well written, but the blog is actually, th- this was the article I was reading, but the blog itself has a, a collection of articles which are, you know, transcripts of presentations he's given as part of his work. So I thought I'd recommend them to people. If you're into video games, then well, sound design for video games, it's definitely worth checking out. But even, you know, it's very approachable, it's very well written, so it's a nice, easy read if you just want to kind of have a look at it and have a read for some sort of ideas. It's kind of a nice sort of thing to take a look at. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah, cool. Um, Sam, you, if you're going to drop that of writing into the Plunder? Um, yeah, it's the, yeah. The, um, the Recordist preview video that I mentioned. That's, that's the one I was thinking of. Fantastic stuff. No, I had another item that I'd, I was going to mention if we had time and I think I've probably got time, but it has dawned on me that to do it I need to remember what it's called, so I'm just quickly doing it. Is but, this um, the one that you was there and you took out? No, no, no. We're, no, we we'll we do okay. that next week. No. Okay. The thing I wanted to mention is um as long-time listeners will be aware um I've recently refocused on Linux and I've been doing um and I've been getting very frustrated with my Motu cards and I just thought it would be I'd like to let people know that um this last weekend, I've actually been playing with an AudioBox USB Presonus interface, and it turns out that it's almost completely plug-and-play under a current Linux kernel. So, if you're uh, if you're doing pro audio and you're wanting a kind of cheap, affordable set of preamps for for a box for Linux, then an Audio uh, AudioBox USB by Presonus seems to do the job. It certainly worked stably for me, um, and that's under a uh, Atom. A low-power Atom processor running an Arch install, so it's. Um, I was quite What's happy about question? that, so I, I wanted to mention it because you know. And I'm so that's two preamps slash line ins. Hello.
3: Hello. Yeah, I wanted to ask if um how many ins and outs do you get on that? On that yep. one,
0: it, it's two ins and two outs. Mm-hmm. It, it also has a MIDI and out on that as well.
3: because cool. I have a M Audio Fast Track Pro, and I've been using that plug and play with. Linux it's just been you know it's just it's just a little thing but it's kind of the same specs and that's been plug and play and very friendly for a couple of years.
0: Oh that's great stuff. So it, there is a collection of things there. I just thought as I always complain about Linux support as I'd found something that worked fine I wanted to I wanted to record that and put that in the show for people to to know that there is a there is an option available. Yeah. So I do have some criticisms of it um It might well actually the criticisms may be of the power system on my laptop, but the preamps are very noisy the preamps are very noisy when the laptop's plugged into the mains. Hmm. And the power supply is only bus powered. So it could well be a laptop issue or it could be a sound card issue. I haven't tried the sound card on multiple laptops, so I haven't eliminated that. But it's definitely not as clean. But then the price on the unit is it's it's very affordably priced, so that doesn't necessarily you know doesn't necessarily break it there. It's just a, an observation, I guess. Yeah. Cool. So, um, oh, thanks for coming back in, Dan. That's cool. <laughs> hey, you should uh, l- let us know what that. We'll make sure we put that interface into the show notes as well. It turns out the plunder has this little extra section, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool stuff. So, um, I think we're probably there. Yeah. Anybody else feel we, we're missing anything? No. Cool stuff. Th- yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to wrap it. There we go. So um, this is a show 48 of the audio podcast, the pre- 48 Preludes, not Fugues. Um, I've been Scott Hewitt. I've been Scott McLaughlin. I'm Sam Freeman. We've been joined by uh, Dan Stowell. Cheers. <laughs> awesome stuff. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.